See, it would have been funnier, Javier, if you'd asked. So, Matson, how? What's the distance distance between Dublin and Galway? No, that's yeah, that's you should have been doing that. That would have been funny. How far away is the plot at the end of the rainbow, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the What's Our Verdict podcast. We fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Croner. I'm here with my co-hosts, Matt and Heiner. Better red than dead. Javier Ortiz. What is up, my nerds? Andy and Anderson. Some shit. We appreciate your help growing the podcast. Hit that follow or subscribe button. Tell a friend about us. Go check out our website, whatsoverdict.com, where you can listen to all of our episodes. You can also sign up for our newsletter, which will send out exclusive content and updates. Pick up some sweet, sweet merch, and you can also interact with us, which we love. The question we always ask, if you ever find yourself wondering if you spend the time, money, or both on a movie, to help with that question, each week we put a movie on trial, discuss the facts, pass judgment, and let you know our verdict. Today we're reviewing Cry Macho. It was released September 17th, 2021. It was written by Nick Shank and N. Richard Nash. It was directed by Clint Eastwood, stars Clint Eastwood, Eduardo Manette, Natalia Travin, Marco Rodriguez, and Dwight Yoakam. A one-time rodeo star and washed-up horse breeder takes a job to bring a man's young son home and away from his alcoholic mom. On their journey, the horseman finds redemption through teaching the boy what it means to be a good man. If you have not seen this movie, and you want to avoid sports. And don't (laughs) see this movie. (laughs) Yeah. Like I said, if you want to watch it and avoid spoilers, now's the time to pause the podcast. Go watch the movie, come back, pick up where you left off. If you watched our spoiler-free, you know you should just listen to us rip on this movie and not go watch it. Because it's rather have a burning turd on my front porch than watch this movie (laughs) ever again. Yeah. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Guys, that is time out of our lives that we will never get back. Yeah. yeah. Eastwood stole from us. Man. Uh, yeah. And I blame. It, look, if his track record for directing movies wasn't so fucking good, I would blame him. But it is. He's made such good movies as the director. So I'm going to partially blame the writing and then blame him for even taking this movie on because it was hot garbage it was so bad i'm offended that i watched it like <laughs> jj can you explain God. to our listeners how clint eastwood like does someone come to him with the, the story and in the script and say hey do you want to direct this how does that process go about sure now know. this is all based on like research that i've done i don't know exactly how it looks but i know Based on what I've read, most directors, what will happen is a producer, they'll know a producer and they work with, you know, different uh, movie studios and they'll come to them and say, hey, we want you to direct. Are you interested in directing? And they're, you know, their agents will work just like actors and say, we have this movie. Are you interested in directing? Here's the script. And then they'll read it and decide, yeah, I want to direct it. And then they'll go from there. So you might have some rewrites or things like that. And Jesus, if they had rewrites, then somebody needs to be fired on this motherfucker because it it was so bad. So bad. I mean, I just don't understand, like, the guy that directed recently, I mean, Unforgiven, A Perfect World, The Bridges of Madison County, Million Dollar Baby. Like, this guy has unreal movies. Gran Torino, Invictus. He has directed some really wonderful movies. This one? I don't know if 91 years is just starting to catch up to the man and he can't figure it out because this was shit. Absolute shit. The writing was terrible. And I think that's the worst part. Like the everything about this movie was bad. Have you guys seen those um, 
those things online where it's like, I made an AI watch 150 hours worth of Hallmark movies and tell, told it to make a movie script. And here it is. Yeah. Have you seen those? Yeah, yeah. No. The, the dialogue is pretty similar to those. It's like you just built an AI system and made it watch 150 hours of shitty cowboy movies. And then it's like, all right, make me a movie. And then they just, no rewrites. They just, they just made that movie. First of all, being like, here's a 90 year old man who's going to be his love interest. It's like, uh, nobody, because he's a translucent walking corpse. Don't you dare, Ian. Don't you dare bring this up. He already answered this question. It's called the Michael Keaton effect. And he just has so much confidence that women are just throwing themselves at him. No! What happened in this movie where they're like, he needs to have a love interest. Like, okay, here are a bunch of old Mexican women. And Clint Eastwood is like, ah, fuck that. Get me a hot Mexican chick. (laughs) And they're like, okay, here's a 40 year old Mexican chick. I don't know. This like, I would rather watch Clint Eastwood or not Clint Eastwood. Michael (laughs) Keaton hit on that chick again. Then watch this. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, this was, and I knew this was going to come up. So thanks for bringing it up. Because I knew, I was like, oh boy, this is going to get thrown in my face right now. But yeah, this didn't work for me. Like, it fucking, <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Okay. This didn't work for any of any of us, dude. <laughs> no. Here's, here, I'm all this for This only it. worked for Clint Eastwood. <laughs> and I will stand by my Michael Keaton comments till the day I die. This shit, though, was really fucking hard to watch. And it uh, it's because, like, you have a movie called Cry Macho where this kid, the main character kid, is all about tough. And there are so many things. Look, I don't deny, like, Clint Eastwood and when in his younger days, fuck Quinnings with 10 years ago was tough. I wouldn't want to take the fucker on, but I watched 91 year old Clint Eastwood ride a bucking Bronco. And I'm like, nah, fuck off. That dude's no. done. <laughs> I'm like, if you didn't break your back before, you're about to break your back. Yeah. 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 I love when they do the jump cut to him, like his face, it just like, yeah, it's just the, his face. Neck up. He's like, I'm doing it. Like, <laughs> yo. I'm like, this dude's sitting on a chair going like this back and forth. Oh, God. Oh, God. And he still probably almost hurt himself. Dude, I'm 40 years old. I can't even fucking wake up from a sleep on my pillow without my back hurting. This dude's 91 years old and has worked hard his whole life. That fucker is not riding a horse that's kicking like that. It just isn't happening. Or he's not, not knocking. Believable. He's not knocking heads back when he punches someone. He's like, "Oh, you hit hard." I'd be like, "His head would have exploded." Like, dude, he can barely make telling- a fist. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Or when he's drinking his cup of coffee and it's like yeah. shaking, you're like, he would have been, he would have like punched you and you'd be like, oh, you scratched my, thanks for scratching that itch. <laughs> like, yeah. He punches like a 13 year old kid and the kid's like, you're fast for an old man. I'm like, no, he's, no, he's not. not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You see him get in his car. I was like, that took him like four seconds to sit down. <laughs> Well, and I think that's the real crux of the problem with the with him casting himself as the lead in this movie is that, like, I didn't even believe him when he's chucking around the thirteen year old kid. Like, no. I'm that that kid would whoop your ass. Like, Absolutely, <laughs> he would break be, every bone in your body. <laughs> Seriously, 
I mean, thank goodness that kid showed the bruises on his back because if that mob came and grabbed Clint Eastwood's character, they could have touched him and he would have turned to dust. Like he would have been like Voldemort, just like (laughs) just unreal, unreal. Also, this kid, I have such a big issue with because he's like, I've been in the slums of Mexico City for six years. And I'm like, you're a little bitch, dude. Like I have met kids who have grown up in the slums of third world countries and they are scary i have had a 13 year old kid threaten to kill me in costa rica and i believed him i was like this kid is gonna kill me this kid in this movie like had i don't even know how to describe it but this kid is a pansy he did not grow up in cockfights getting the shit beaten out of him by mexican gangsters that is not the vibe I got from him. Hey, no. it's because he drank tequila. Never got sick. <laughs> Man. <laughs> well, I got it's just it, it's so bad. Everything about this is so bad. So bad. And, and let's talk. Okay, so this kid, he go first of all, the beginning of this movie threw me for a loop because you see this guy, he's working as a ranch hand, right? He shows up and his boss shit cans him in like the most brutal fucking way. Oh, and and that exchange. Super bad writing because he's like, terrible. you used to be good until the accident and yeah. pills. And I'm like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. And he had this conversation 50 years after it was needed. Fucking Dwight Yoakam. Oh, God, he's so bad. And, and yeah, this whole inter- this whole exchange is terrible. And then they have this moment and then it cuts and it shows him sitting on his ass doing nothing. And then he comes to him right after he fired his yeah. ass. He comes back to him for a favor. I'd be like, you can go fuck yourself favors. It was a year later. Still. <laughs> I don't care if it was 10 years later. You fucking talk to me like that. I'm not going to pick up your kid. Drive your happy ass to Mexico yourself, bitch. I'm not fucking going. Yeah, He's like, oh, I've got some legal problems in Mexico. I'm like, don't we all, dude? Yeah. We all got legal problems in Mexico, man. What are you but talking how about? We were watching, you started to ask him, like, hey, I need your help. And then you realize what he wanted them to do. I'm like, how does he believe this 90? Maybe he wasn't 91 in the movie since maybe he was 70 or 80, whatever it was. How did he have confidence that this man was going to go down and get his son from Mexico and come back like alive or even have enough energy to get down there? Like, the dude can't even walk anymore. This dude is sleeping because it was all the. It was the reasoning that he's like, you're a real ranch hand and he'll see that in you. And the kid like does literally see that. He's yeah. Like, oh, you've rode horses. You've broke horses. You're going to take me to a ranch. Like, yes, I'll go with you. It's yeah. weird to me that that worked. Yeah. You you're telling me that you grew up in the back alleys of Mexico City and you just go with strangers because they tell you they've got a horse. Come on, dude. He doesn't trust anybody, Javier. Except for everyone he meets in this movie. No shit. The writing is horrid. Well, and then let's talk about the mom. So the whole thing is there's issues with mom abusing. That's This is like, first of all, okay, all you had to do was say that the mom's friends beat the shit out of him. But they didn't just stop there. Like, they made this woman the most promiscuous thing on the planet to the point that she's twice, twice, tries to sleep with 91-year-old Clint Eastwood when she's got two bucking Broncos living in the same house as her bodyguards, like, like her bodyguards are there. Why would she, if she's that hard up for sex, great, she's a sex addict. Okay, fine. But why would she choose him 
over the two guys that she's got that's basically living in her house. Like, I just don't understand. Like, it didn't make any sense. I'm like, there is no sense to be had in this situation. JJ, I have the answer. Small dicks. But at least they work. Yeah, dude, it's not the size. <laughs> How you use dude, it. And he can't even boy. use his. <laughs> and even if he's supposed to be 70 in this movie, this shit's still going to have problems. Yeah, dude, I, his, his cock is not macho. And this is 1976 or whatever in this movie, so Viagra does not exist. Oh, Yeah, bro, uh, I don't. I, yeah. When I don't she, like, get started what did undressing. They do? What did you do? What did you do in the 70s if you couldn't get up? What did you do? You didn't have sex. Man. Like a man. Intercourse. You found Dude, other I'm ways so, to please her. I'm so glad that I'm alive today and we'll be old later. I can't. Sorry. Well, Dude, here's the By the time we're old, we'll have like a robotic one. Yeah, exactly. You know? like, <laughs> like a retractable no, one. be controlled by AI. Like, it'll just know. We're going to like stem cell grow a new one for you, Matson. And not to mention, this guy's 91. He'll break a hip before he gets off. <laughs> He'll break a hip getting onto that bed, dude. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Like, that bed I, was. That's the other reason the horse, I had a problem with the horse. Like, how's he get up there? I have a hard time getting on a horse. Even when I wasn't fat, fuck, I had a hard time getting on a horse. Like, there's no fucking way. I, look, and I, I don't I have no it's problem. Because he's country strong. Fine. I have no problem. But Clint Eastwood is not country strong. This dude that actually worked on a ranch for most of his life might be. But Clint Eastwood is not. Not a lifetime Hollywood actor. Yeah. He he <laughs> plays a ranch hand on TV. He wasn't actually one. Come on. No. Well, it just doesn't when they show him the couple of scenes of him drinking coffee and it was like laborious for him. That's what really I was like, they're trying to tell me he can do all these things, but he can't drink a damn cup of coffee. So this doesn't really work. You could uh, barely walk, dude. Did you see him walking and like, do you see him like trying to look under that car when there was some leak or whatever? I was hey, he like, got down there pretty fast. I was surprised. Oh, dude, I bet you that was sped up. Like he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they didn't show them? Him getting up from that. They probably had to stop recording. They had to uh, stop shooting after that so we could freaking see a chiropractor for the next six months. Well, and I mean, I was going to say, how far away is Mexico City from the border? Like, is it? I'm pretty sure. Sorry. I don't know why I asked you that. (laughs) Yes, you do. (laughs) I know everything about. He was talking about Costa Rica and I'm stupid. Um, (laughs) I'm assuming it's like five or six. The reason I asked is probably like five or six hours. It felt like they were driving from like the tip of South America or something and we're never getting anywhere. And all you have to do to evade the cops in Mexico is drive off the side of the road and they're not going to see your dust cloud and you're going to be fine. Yeah. Well, let's see. Where was he driving in from? Which part of Texas? Yeah, I don't do we think it's I don't sad. even know if we know. I don't think it ever said where he was coming from. Just Texas is all they said. Oh, OK, well, let's say it was San Antonio, I guess. Sure. Let's see how far that would, how long that would take. It was real convenient when Clint Eastwood said, we're going to lose these guys. And there happened to be that break in the road that they could drive off on. That's and that there was, there was no 15 pool. hours from San Antonio to Mexico City. All right. That makes me feel a little better. And they did it in like two days because they were in no rush, apparently. Well, 
the dude. Okay, so here's another issue. The kid steals a car from this one town that they're He's in. Borrowing right? it. That's what they do. Yeah. It was just left here, so no one wants it. They lend. In Mexico, they lend. So I think he said it like four times. We just lend. It's just lending. Yeah. We do it all the time. They lend. I lend. We lend. Yeah. Yep. Those are the. Yep. Yeah. Then they drive to this little town. Sleep in the church, shrine, something like that. After the weirdest lecture that the kid can give you, man. Yeah. We can't sleep in here. Sleep. It's the Virgin Mary. Also, fuck religion. Yeah. Like, okay, dude. Well, you, you kind of have to pick one. Not to mention, it goes back to, okay, look, dude, you, you just said that you grew up on the tough streets of Mexico City and you give a shit about sleeping in a church. Come on. It's not even a church, dude. It's literally a shrine. Yeah. It's a little, the thing only exists to bring offerings to it. <laughs> so they get to this little town and the car breaks down. There's cars in that town. Yeah, let's just jack what another one. What stops you from jacking another one? Like, I, and I can't. Okay, so they stop and they go in and they have dinner, and all of a sudden, old man River isn't attracted to the owner, and she's attracted to him. And I'm like, this is really happening, and I'm never gonna live down the Michael Keaton thing after this movie. Because <laughs> how do I, how do I say that it's okay for Michael Keaton and Maggie Q to get together, but it's not okay for these two? And I'm like, God damn it. But it's not okay because it made no sense and it did not work. There was Honestly, no chemistry. They helped your argument. interpreter to have their conversation. I'm like, how is this attractive? Like, how are you two having a good time with this? I was like, this is not believable. It's awkward. And nobody in this movie can act with the exception of the woman that's attracted to Clint Eastwood, which ruins all of her credibility. Yeah. You know what problem I had in this town? is you have the deputy sheriff or whatever that's all like stalking them and like harassing them and then he walks up to them and he's like he's like where are your papers who are you do you have a license and then he's like actually my dog is sick and if you don't fix my dog my wife is going to be angry and that's bad for you and the dude's like uh your dog's old and he's like oh thank god thank you okay awesome we're cool now i'm like what the fuck just happened what 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 character development exchange just happened here? Yeah, and then that, the next thing, the, the sheriff is yeah. Next thing that that sheriff is lying to the uh, to the feds for him because he saved his. He told us said his dog was old. Well, and I love that they never show him actually fixing any of these animals. No, <laughs> just, we can take care of that. And then it's it like, cuts to more of the weird romance scenes, and I'm like, oh god. <laughs> that part with like the lamb right that got attacked by a dog yeah. he's like wow this is not good and the kid's like he says it's not good <laughs> and then i'm like that's the only part that you translate and then he like keeps poking the wounds and he's like but it'll be okay and the kid's yeah. like but he says it'll be okay and i'm like if i'm this lady i'm like which is it oh my gosh i don't get it there's no character development whatsoever like and then the moments where I want to be okay, like I, I I, saw potential in the where they were at in the little town. How they got there, why they stayed was stupid as fuck. But the things that happened in there were okay. Like I liked the kid, the guy teaching the kid how to break horses and work with horses. I liked that. But then they Which, would ruin those moments with shitty dialogue in between and after. I'm like, fuck. I'm not a horse trainer. But I feel like taking a wild horse and just slapping a saddle on and just cinching that sucker up is like yeah. not the right way to do it. No, not at all. The only, the only person that was capable of doing it was the guy who said, 
he didn't know how to do it. Like he has a better chance of breaking that horse before this kid or Clint Eastwood does. Yeah. That's definitely for sure. I think the big one of the biggest problems I had with this movie at the end is Clint Eastwood's character allows himself to let that kid go to his dad knowing, hey, he is basically just being used as trade bait in a sense and him knowing the life that that kid could have just stayed there and in that town in, in Mexico and probably been happy. And I just, I don't know. I don't really like the way it ended because it felt like the kid was going to kind of be screwed over by a dad who didn't really care about him. And then Clint Eastwood was like, all right, peace. I'm going back to this little town. Like, good luck. I don't I understand. Interesting that this kid who like when he finds out that Clint Eastwood was, was lying to him that's when the cops show up and the kid tells him how much he hates him and how much like he was a liar and all this stuff but then he like protects him he doesn't like oust him and be like yeah this guy kidnapped me so if you could take care of that that would be great which is what i thought his character would have done the way he acts so i don't know well and then to build on that after they were done they were just good friends again like there was no problem i'm like wait what Right before this, you were ready to fucking get out and leave him. Like, what the hell? Hey, he, yeah, he still doesn't trust anyone, though. There's no conflict resolution. There's just conflict and then just ignoring the conflict. Yeah, it just magically disappears. Yeah. Well, and to your point, Mattson, like, what happens? Not just that he's going to be with a dad that might. What if the dad sends him back? It's been made clear that the mother doesn't care about the kid. He gets his ass beat. He gets used as a a tool of molestation. Like, he's obviously been molested. Like, he mentions the uncles and the creepy old men that she... Like, he's afraid of Clint Eastwood's character at first because he thinks he's one of his mom's clients that's there to have sex with him. And I'm like, why would you let this kid go to a dad that's going to send him back to this situation? That's the only bargaining tool, right? Because this dude's like... We have some investments and I want 50% of my investments. And isn't that the plan to trade the kid for the investment? Yeah, that's what he that's he basically said. If she wants her kid back, she'll give me the investments. And I'm like, great. Go ahead, Clint. Send this fucker back to the worst situation I've ever seen. Yeah, we're just supposed to be cool with that. Like, that's like a good ending. Yeah, but you know where you can find me. I'll be dancing in the little restaurant with the sexy mexican lady uh, is he gonna find him though he may have a tombstone there in like six months seriously how much what's the life expectancy on this dude <laughs> hey man love is he- good for your health right fuck it just, sucks he's just like i got i got some stomach problems and he's like that's because i drink all your filthy mexican water and i'm like jeez yeah. dude like <laughs> I did love that the kid was like, no, asshole, we drink it all the time and we're just fine. You're the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then I love that he picks the prickly pear and just hands it to him. I'm like, pretty sure those have needles somewhere. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. Oh, I've been around plenty of cactus in Arizona. I've never seen a prickly pear that you don't have to get rid of the spines first. I feel like he bit the one part, like a little teeny part that didn't have it. But I don't know. I thought it was really tiny. Right, I thought it was just a bunch of tiny little thorns. Well, so there's two different kinds of prickly pear. There's prickly pear that have these big, giant, like inch long Mm -hmm. tines, and then there's ones that are even worse. I'd rather have like eight of those in my ass than these. They have these little ones that look like 
almost like, like velcro hairs, right? the soft part of velcro and those little bastards get in your skin and you can't see them you'll bump it and go oh fuck that hurt and then two days later your arm is on fire where you got it and you have to like put like duct tape and shit and rip it out because you can't grab them they're like embedded in your skin and you can't see them you just get this rash where they're at i hate that so you have to like put like duct tape and rip your arm hair out along with all your can we get you to do that and oh no i've done it fuck that i'm never doing that again if you watch a scary movie like Candyman, we'll get jj to do that no no jj is gonna watch general conference with me oh oh yeah I'll never put fuck. I'll do that way before I ever put one of those things in my arms again. <laughs> that shit was horrific, man. That, that was some of the worst pain I've ever felt. And it's not like it hurts that bad. It's just that irritating. It feels like when it gets nasty and your skin starts getting abrasions and shit from them being in your skin for a while, like it feels like someone took sandpaper and just rubbed wow, You'd rather right watch eight hours of conference then do that okay yep that particular cactus now i've had jumping choyas that's the other one now jumping choyas are nasty too because you don't have to hit those bastards they literally jump at you if you get close enough they like their little ball jump at you no i'm serious there it's i don't know if it's the static or what but like the cactus grows up and there's like little balls of spines and if you get close enough you don't have to hate those ones man those things suck close enough they literally like I, they call them jumping choya because they'll actually go to are those you. the ones that are like little balls that stick on everything yeah no those things suck they're the size of a golf ball and they grow on top uh, of each other and out of each other but they're things. not fully connected and they'll like come out and you'll have like five or six of these things all over your body and you can't and the tines the very end of them are really hard needles but the back side are like this frail paper like so you can't just grab them and pull them out you have to take a knife and run it along your skin and catch it into the needle and pull it out it's the or get pliers and go all the way down to your skin to pull them out horrific dude cactus Cactus are no joke man i think i'm I think I'm starting to come over to your guys' side because I think that was more entertaining than any part of crime. Lab. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> and more educational. Like, yeah. <laughs> those yeah. things do suck, JJ. I haven't seen one oh. of those since Arizona time. Oh, yeah, I Arizona. forgot about those. It's no joke. We'd go out in the desert and I, I forgot got, about those. I had jumping choya from my ankle to my shoulder embedded in my skin, my shirt, my clothes. They were everywhere. It's horrible. They just hop off the freaking. That's what it feels like, and then they just run everywhere. Shoot, the one only, of those got Clint Eastwood's character. He's down, down oh for yeah, the count. Done for, done for. God, I'm trying to think of what else. I I'm trying to think if there's anything about this movie that I did enjoy. I I we've had such good luck with child actors recently too. This one was so disappointing. Like this is a kid that felt like he was a child acting. It yeah. didn't feel like he didn't not understand the assignment. Yeah, he didn't at all. I would be more forgiving of the kid if he understood the character and stuck to the character despite being in a bad movie, right? Like, I, yeah. I'd i like to think that I can give credit where credit is due, but there's just no credit due anywhere in this movie, except for, like you said, that lady. The uh, Yeah, the, the lady Ma- was great. Marta? Was Marta her name? Marta, Marta. yeah. Oh, yeah. that's Ian's, Cry Marta. Ian's name. Cry Marta. She's oh. is still creepy, though, but she was great. No, she was fantastic. Like I love when she ripped that dude's ass. The, the like, the, the deputy. deputy guy. Yeah, like, she wasn't even like. She's like, get the fuck out of here, go away. Like this is it. And he just was looking at her like, oh fuck, okay, and just left. 
And then she's just like, yeah, you're going to, she like scolds Clint Eastwood character. Kind of, you're going to leave without saying goodbye. Right, bye, bitch. I, and just I do away. as I please. <laughs> yeah, I, just, <laughs> I really enjoyed her, but she was it. I Well, and it's funny because the guy that owned the horses, like they would catch the, the stallions and they were trying to break him for him. Like I liked oh, him. Yeah. He was in it for two minutes and he's a good actor, but I liked him. Wow, we're really scraping the bottom of the barrel. He's not even like a supporting character. He's like like a (laughs) fucking yeah, it's like you could touch. He's like a a, he's like in a video game, he's a very minimal NPC. (laughs) Yeah. He's He's the dude you hit with the horse. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's the guy you steal the car from when you need a new one. I it's just yeah, he had like two lines. And the rest will, of his acting was nodding. I will say the mom wasn't bad. That's true. I, I just, her character to me, I think they, they did too much with that character. Yeah. That was it, my problem. I wasn't intimidated by that character. And I feel I like that was. Sorry for her. Yeah. I think that's what they were trying to go for is like intimidation. Like she's crazy. I'm like, I'm not getting crazy vibes. I'm getting like perverted vibes. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm getting bipolar or like some sort of thing that she's not a mental disorder that she's not being treated for like that's what i was getting at can we give a shout out to, to macho at least for saving them by trying to attempting to peck that guy's eyes out and he dropped the the gun and wow like the the tide oh my oh my that. gosh i forgot about that too well and even worse was that the was time when he had viral. the kid like in a chokehold and the chicken's just attacking his jeaned legs. Like it's a dog. Yeah. I'm like, dude, kick the chicken. <laughs> it's done. Yeah. Well, all you do is kick I the chicken. That's what was going to happen is he was just going to curb stomp it right there in the dirt. Yeah, like, that's exactly what Step on it. But he's like freaking the fuck out. I'm like, what are you doing? And he had a gun this I, whole I feel time. Like that's more of a yeah. message. Is the macho gets curb stomped to the ground like that. That fits. Yeah. You know? I feel like there's something there. There's no point to watching this movie. You will get no. nothing from this movie. I can't and believe I we that. talked about it this long. I'm impressed. We did good. Oh, one more thing that bothered me was this kid's accent. And that sounds a lot more racist than I meant for it to sound. But it almost sounds like he's tr- he's like over accentuating his accent. Right. Mm-hmm. It sounds like he speaks English better than what he did in this movie. And so he's trying I mean, that's to make not, it sound like that's not racist at all. Uh, your you. good friend earlier on this podcast just assumed that you knew how far away Mexico City was. So <laughs> that, that was bad. I was like, I'm not from Mexico City. I, I have no idea. <laughs> no, that, that, that was really bad. From San Diego, bitch. I- <laughs> <laughs> I'm American. So. Hey, Matt, uh, quick question. Myself. How far is Los Angeles away from Baltimore? <laughs> oh, oh, I've got this. That drive, that drive is going to take probably like 42 hours. Now, nah, 41. For real? Wow. That Baltimore was actually- from Los Angeles? That was pretty probably, like that, probably close. I feel like I've got to be close. All right, let's see. How this is how interesting this movie is. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just gonna tell. I'm just gonna see. Hold on. I want to know now. I feel like I got to be kind of close. Maybe it's like Los 39 Angeles hours. To Baltimore. Let's see. Drum roll, please. Still loading. 
Oh man, I can't hold this for very long. I'm getting <laughs> One tired, day, guys. I'm 91. 14 hours. So what is that? That is going to be tw- uh, that's 38 30, hours. 38 hours. Hey, that was pretty good, dude. Yeah, that's pretty bad. You're only four four hours off. That's yeah, not bad at all. Off. That's, that's really close. See, it would have been funnier, Javier, if you'd asked. So, Matson, how what's the distance distance between Dublin and Galway? No, that's yeah, that's what you should have. <laughs> 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 that would have been funny. How far away is the plot at the end of the rainbow, buddy? <laughs> God, oh I feel like gosh. we had to like make up entertainment for this movie because there's just nothing to All talk right. about. So let's let's be done. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about this movie. Although we're going to bring it up another podcast, like we always do. But oh, I'm done with sure. talking about this. Yeah, I'm going to talk about this movie. Okay, Ian, you're going first, dude. Yay! I can't, we, we cannot Yay! let you be peer pressured. I know what I'm scoring Yay! this motherfucker. So, what do you? What is your rating for this terrible um, ass movie? I just have to ask. I just have to ask Javier what he'd rather do than watch oh, this yeah. movie because this one I feel like has to be pretty heavy, dude. I I would rather freaking train a rooster for cockfights than watch it get killed by a kid who then names this rooster Macho. Oh, uh, it's funny. I'd rather try to survive like in Mexico bad. City as a homeless child. Wow. Okay. I'd rather throw Javier in a jumping choya than watch this movie again. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather throw Javier a lot of places than watch some of these movies. Excuse um, me. <laughs> I feel like, again, I don't have super strong feelings about this movie because I obviously didn't pay much attention to it. But there's better Clint Eastwood movies. Like, go watch Gran Torino. Go watch The Mule. He's had some all right ones that have come out recently. I feel like there was some other... I don't even know what to, like, say about it because we've pretty much talked about everything else under the sun, but this movie this podcast recording so i won't be the dead horse i'm gonna go with 0.5 i don't know does that feel like oh, i feel wow. like i'm still All being right. generous but that's okay with me <laughs> so, right. I, I like it i don't know what i'm saying 0.5 matson i just had to do a quick look up to see what i rated our worst movie ever being she dies tomorrow i gave that movie a zero yeah this movie is better than that movie but Just giving barely. this movie a, a point one is what I'm going to give it because it is a point one notch above She Dies Tomorrow. I don't need to say anything about this movie. It sucks. You it's can't terrible. Give a point one. Point so zero one five. I can't give five. Fine, it's a zero. If I can't give a point one, it's a zero. <laughs> no, it's, you're either you're half or you're nothing. We we're on the half sales. Half all scale. right, all right. But it it is better than she dies tomorrow. Because I tried to give if a I, movie a somewhere in between, and you guys crucified me for it. Yeah, yeah. No, well, I right. was like, I, I, point one. No, no. So I tripped myself up right there. But with the caveat that it's better than she dies tomorrow. Yes. All right, Javier. But She yeah. Dies Tomorrow is shorter, though, so I don't know. It's rough. Ah, dude, like, She Dies Tomorrow is such a god-awful movie that I, like, this is better. And I think it's half a point better. So, like, would I rather watch this or She Dies Tomorrow? I'd rather watch this one. Like, like if I was in North Korea and they let me choose what they're going to torture <laughs> me with. Dude, I don't know, man. <laughs> I honestly don't. I think I'd pick She Dies Tomorrow because it was so quirky and weird and shorter. That's the key for me. Like, I'm done sooner. 
That's true. You are very sensitive to length. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's what she said. Setting <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> them up um, and knocking them down. I like it. <laughs> I paused, gave you guys a chance. <laughs> nobody, nobody took the rebound, you know? Okay. Uh, I'm going to give this a 0.5 because I think it's better than She Dies Tomorrow. But this is seriously one of the worst movies that we've watched. Like, it's all fun and games until you go watch this. I'm serious. Don't go watch this movie. It is terrible. There's nothing redeeming about this movie. And that that's it. The fact that critics gave it a, what, a 50-something, and then the audience score gave it a little bit higher. Honestly, guys, I don't know what you're seeing in this movie that we are. It's bad. Like, can you imagine paying for this? It, or if you had to go see this in theaters, and you paid Dude. for this with, like, a couple people, like... If I had to go see this in theaters, I'm like, you guys deserve to shut down after this. I'm not Dude. buying any more popcorn. You guys deserve to go bankrupt. AMC would be dead. We've been going together to the, most of these movies lately. If we had gone and seen this in a movie theater, I might have hit one of you just because I had to. <laughs> like, I would have been so pissed that I drove down to South Salt Lake and watched this movie spending money. Like, fuck, I can't even. Mm-mm. That makes my blood boil just thinking what? about it. It doesn't help. I feel like we got the two bookends where we had some of the best dialogue I've ever seen in, or heard in a oh. movie in Cop Shop. Mm-hmm. And then we got the worst dialogue I've ever seen or heard in a movie from Cry Macho, like right after. Yep. Yeah, stark difference. Man. And it has nothing to do with comparison. I, I went in not thinking anything about, because I don't even want to say the name of that great movie we watched next week, last week, in comparison to this fucking movie. Because... This it's movie blasphemy. was fucking garbage. <laughs> and I'll tell you, it, it just makes me angry that we make movies this bad. And here's why. Okay, so I'm rating this movie a 0. 0.5. That's the exact same score I gave She Dies Tomorrow. I'm not to a zero yet. I'm holding out for that zero movie. But I would almost, I, mm, I'm having a hard time deciding whether I want to watch She Dies Tomorrow again or this movie. And I say that because at least She Dies Tomorrow had dolphin sex. It had something that <laughs> interested me that I was like, this is a weird conversation that I could see myself having with my friends. There was nothing about Cry Macho that I was like, this is awesome. Except for the one. No, you have, you have dolphin sex and she cries tomorrow. And you have Cox named Macho and Cry Macho. <laughs> so those are like, there you go. The point, Ian. So, He's got a point. So thank you for justifying my leveling it out. Same, yeah, I like that we just, just have terrible. We have another movie that we can throw in there. Shit but on. both of these movies are way worse than The Town. Oh, fuck. For sure. The, the town is like right in the middle. Good middle. <laughs> These are good bottom. Jurassic Park is a good ceiling. The town deserves an Oscar compared to this hot shit. It, it's fucked. This oh, is yeah. Garbage. Oh, this movie's bad. I'm with Javier. I'm with everybody. Just don't fucking watch this movie. And like I said, I almost canceled my HBO Max just to, in fucking... Like, like, of having like I said at the beginning there. of this, these are the type of movies that makes watching doing this podcast hard sometimes because we watch it for you all. Because, man, if, if this didn't exist, I mean, I don't know. I would have turned this off. I would have been like Casey and kicked myself out and watched something else. Dude, we had a sliver of hope. We watched like two really good movies. And I was like, this is it. This is the upswing. And then just get derailed by this bullshit movie. <laughs> I'm so mad. Fucking hated it. It was terrible. Anyway, I think Ian's up. No, Ian already went. Oh, he went I first. Went oh, first. you went first. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He started us on the I started point five the point reality. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. 
Yeah, point we five. need to be done. We need to end. Yeah. <laughs> We're fucking delirious. This movie's made us dumber, and that's hard to uh, do. What's the average of 3.5s and a zero? 0. 0.375. <laughs> it's too fucking high. It's, it's, higher, it's, higher, it's, higher, it's higher than she dies tomorrow. That was what a was, point one two five. I know, because I, I, I'm the only one that didn't give that one a zero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah i would not hesitate giving that movie a zero again but now i'm having difficulties like okay is this movie as bad it's hard to reconcile that isn't it yeah and if we That's- had a lot of if we had a lot of listeners that would be a, a fun premise to go back and watch the two worst <laughs> movies ever and try and survive like <laughs> Not doing it. No, I'm not, no. I'm not disgracing I'd rather my go watch Candy Man. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Please, some listener, send us an email requesting both of those movies back to back so we can get Javier <laughs> watch Candy Man. <laughs> Any, anyone besides Alec? Alec doesn't. Yeah, Alec, yeah. Alec, you can't do it. Who are you, Alec? Shit. All right. Next week, now that this hot garbage is over. The one good thing that Venom has going from me is that it follows this hot piece of shit because anything (laughs) will be a hundred times better than it was after this movie. So next week we're going to be doing Venom. Let there be carnage Uh, should be entertaining back to some fun action. And hopefully Tom Hardy holds up and uh, Woody Harrelson. I'm excited to see him play that character because he's Tom Hardy always holds up. Not true. (coughs) Bullshit. What? Uh, He was great in Warrior. What are you even talking about? Wasn't the Capone one like worse or something? I never saw it. Oh, for sure. That one was bad too. He's done some misses. He's had quite a few misses. He's had some great ones, but he's had some misses. This is not going to be a miss. It's going to be an average movie. Like the town. (laughs) Really comparable to the town. No. Maybe even slightly above. AJ, just just, let's be done. Tell tell me where we can find us. No, you tell them where we can find us, man. All right. If after, just remember, everyone, we we save you from bad movies. We slave through this movie, and I think we turned out a great podcast. Yeah, so we are after your listening, yes, and after listening to this, if you still like us, you hit that like or follow. You comic <laughs> folk, we save you. The things we do if for you, you people. We do many things. So like, subscribe, follow us, uh, listen to us on Spotify, Stitcher, Ghana. Check us out on whatsoverdict.com. See what's upcoming. Again, some sweet movies we're looking to in the future, like James Bond and Dune and The Eternals, things of that nature. And then check us out on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter as well. Thank you all for listening. Yeah. Don't go see this movie. Skip Cry Macho. Watch anything else except maybe She Dies Tomorrow. But it's on the same par. Just skip them both. With that, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye now. Bye. Cinematic out.